Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Happy hump day, appropriately, on Valentine's Day. Ayo. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Steven is with us today, as he usually is for now. And uh, we're looking forward to a big, big show. We have uh, Pete Blackburn from the What Chaos podcast joining yeah. us at 3 o'clock. We are going to lament is the... He- is he? I thought he was in town. He's here, but he's like here working. I guess yeah, he's big time in us. Yeah, That's he's, he's, he's big doing. time. He's, he's big time. But he'll he'll be on the show regardless, which we appreciate. Um, but first, we're going to talk about today's practice, which was very very intense. You're going to hear from Luke Richardson. You're going to hear from Jason Dickinson. Before we get to all of that, do us a favor: smash that like button for us on the YouTube page, and be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And if you're a podcast listener, you're an OG. We appreciate you. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That goes a really, really long way. Longer than you would think. Super kick that like button. Yeah, there you go. In honor of Greg's Greg's shirt. Give it some sweet chin music. Love that one. That's That's a good one. great. Yeah. I'm just going to look at your shirt all day. I do find sometimes that... uh, yeah, I catch you, Pete. During shows, I'm just like, wow, that's a lot going on there. And I just completely <laughs> missed the entire conversation. It's not even my shirt you're looking at. <laughs> Fine, your feet. But anyway, uh, no, it's it's uh, it was an intense practice today. And look, when you if you missed last night's postgame show, I encourage you to go back. Nick Felino joined us after the game, uh, still feeling a little bit salty about the performance, which is understandable. And today was supposed to be an off day for the Hawks. That's what Luke Richardson said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they took the opportunity instead to grind their ass into the ground for about an hour. And uh, when we got in the locker room afterwards, Jason Dickinson was there and said, you waiting to talk to me? Yep. All right. We assembled around him, and he was none too pleased mm. about things going on. So we're going to hear from him in a minute. But uh, good to see, man. Message received, you know, message received from Luke last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you guys talked about it on, on, on the postgame show, but the fact that Luke kind of went out of uh, – character from what we've seen from him uh, mostly in his, in his time as head coach he after that first period where they mustered up just one shot on goal uh, granted against the best team in the league but like still it's the NHL team yep. like you you are an NHL team you should be able to get more than that um, went in and, and and laid into him as, as as Nick said which is like you know we've seen so many times efforts that we would think would warrant those kinds of reactions and, and maybe they, they, they weren't there uh, from Luke, but I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to get a sense uh, as the season has gone on uh, for different factors um, that Luke is starting to get like, all right, guys, what, what the F is going on here? Yeah. You know, like last season there was a lot of, you know, a lot of the same losing games. The, the wins weren't the, weren't the objective uh, playing the right way was. And a lot of times they did. It's a lot of the same this season. The wins are not the objective playing the right way is. And for a majority of the season, we've come away from some games where it's just like, that is not how they should be playing. It's right. not the effort that we were expecting from them. And in recent weeks, um, basically since Bedard's been out, uh, it's been more often that like, okay, those efforts are what you're what you're looking for. But I think for for Luke, I'm getting the sense that he's just like, we've done this so many times, you know, we've been here before. Yeah. Can we figure it the F out? You know? Yeah. I think you could let it slide a little bit like in, like in October, it's a new, a lot of new faces, new season, you're gelling. You could even let it slide. uh, When they had that stretch where everybody was getting hurt, but you've, it's essentially been this same group for the last three weeks, you know, 
You shouldn't have these lapses. Yeah. You guys know who you are now. Mm-hmm. You guys know who your line mates are. It's been this same group. You know, to 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 quote uh, Letterkenny, figure it out. It's it, it, yeah. re- it reminds me a lot of uh, like high school math classes. Like right when you got back from from summer break, you'd have the like reintroductory of like, okay, here's how you do these fractions and all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And then you know, if you're in February and you're still not getting it, you're like, your math teacher's just losing their mind. Like, come on, <laughs> like it's in the book. Like this is what we're supposed to do. How do you not figure it out yet? Maybe that was just me, but like. That's that's the the sense I'm getting from this team at this point of the season. Yeah, and uh, I saw Blackhawks ninety eight uh, said Blackhawks hockey ninety eight said we need more good surprises like these from Luke Richardson, discipline and work ethic. But look, coaches can only go to that meltdown bag every right. now and again. Like if that's your move every game, you are going to quickly mm-hmm. lose the team. And that message, no matter how loud and how intense that yeah. message is, it's going to lose its impact. And look, I. I know there's mixed feelings in this town about Lovey Smith, right? But I will tell you, in my years at the score, knowing probably half a dozen Bears that played for him, the last thing they wanted to do was disappoint him. Mm-hmm. The last thing they wanted to do was make him to, is feel like they let him down. And maybe once or twice in his entire tenure did Lovey Smith have a meltdown. But when he did it, it meant something. Yeah. It wasn't for show. It wasn't just a well, this is my move today. I'm going to flip over a table and scream at everybody. You can only go to that well so many times before it fails. So when Luke does it, it has an impact, mm-hmm. and it matters. And you could see – I really want to get to Jason Dickinson quickly here because I think it's important. We've talked to him all year. Aside from Felino, Dickinson's probably been the guy that is probably most reliable in terms of finding after practice to talk to. Mm-hmm. He was still pissed after the yeah. game. After practice, he was feeling it. So let's hear from Jason Dickinson uh, after practice wrapped up today. Kind of good for this team right now? Yeah, I mean, last night was our back-to-back games, actually. Very f- tough first periods. Um, so get to work. Um, simple as that, I guess. Yeah. You guys were able to turn it around. Is there anything that you know happens in that intermission to kind of get things going? Yeah, I mean, we can... Uh, get on each other and expect more from each other in between periods and put a little pressure on everybody, but you can't, not often are you able to get out of the first period down one nothing and play like that and feel like, okay, we're still in it. Like, we, we still have a chance. Like, we haven't granted ourselves that kind of luxury to play that way and uh, be satisfied with the fact that we were almost able to come back, that we were able to fight with them to the end, but we haven't played well enough all year to warrant any type of uh, play like that. I mean, your line has been pretty consistent for the last month or so, but you and Felino also had pretty good chemistry before. Are you looking forward to reuniting with him? And Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fliggs is a great player. We think alike. We, uh, we play a similar style, so um, it's fun to play with guys that uh, reads are um, natural. It, it doesn't take much. Um, it just comes to you guys instinctively that you know, um, given that I would read it this way, I know he's going to see it the same way. Uh, you guys have depended a lot on uh, rookies for part of your production, yeah. and Korczynski uh, essentially contributed last night as well. I mean, is that a, a tough part, even though it may uh, you know, pay off down the road? Yeah, it's a big investment in the future uh, of the young players, uh, the rookies. They're, they're getting invaluable experience that uh, down the line they're able to lean on uh, at 23 years old rather than at 26, 27. So um, <clears throat> there's two, two sides to that. You can burn players out and... Uh, things can not go well and they could need a change of scenery you see it all the time around the league or you get these players that are finally polished early in their career and you get uh, a lot of great years out of them as a leader of the team how do you prevent that from happening with the young guys is there any way you can get in their ear and kind of keep you hammering a message home yeah i think um hammering home uh the details of the game um Not so much results. Um, It's easy to get caught up in the results and uh, caught up personal results. I mean, Um, wins and losses, obviously important, but I I mean more so in terms of goals, assists, plus minus. Uh, Guys are even looking at Corsi's now. Like, 
all that stuff. That's results-based thinking. But if we focus on process for them, if we focus on the details and making sure that they work on these little things, burnout is not likely to happen because they have this great base built into them that they can rely on at all times, that they're confident in their abilities in these details and then they'll start getting the results when they start feeling the confidence, they start feeling the, the game a little bit uh, easier when it slows down for them in their minds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's something that you don't necessarily want to hinder. Um, because if you get in the way of their emotional response, you get a player that isn't bothered. And if you don't have a player that's bothered, then there's no fire. There's nothing in them that says, I want to get better. I want to keep pushing. So I want to see that fire from them to want more, but not the frustration of not getting it. So if they push themselves and they want more, that's what you want to see because they, they're not happy with what they're uh, giving. They're not satisfied. And that means that they know that they've got another gear. There he is, Jason Dickinson. Uh, boy, I, I a lot there. And for me, what I took away from that primarily was, especially on the heels of what Luke said about Boris Kachuk the other day, um, if you missed it, I wrote about it for Blackhawks Hits last night. Um, just basically saying, like, we can't have guys who, when they have their personal failures, doing things that are affecting the team, like showing body language, leaving the ice on a shift when it's putting a – teammate coming on the ice in a bad position. And now Jason Dickinson alluding to the fact that guys are stat watching and you know, that's, that's worrisome. You don't want your young players or any players on your team saying, boy, my plus minus is bad, or I don't have a lot of goals or assists. What Dickinson is saying, and I think it's really important is screw all that, put all that aside. You're going to get your results when the work comes and when the commitment comes and when the system commitment comes like, it, it's chicken or egg, right? You're going to get results by playing the right way, not vice versa. And uh, I think that message has to get through, and I'm glad they have guys like Felino and Dickinson who have been through it, have, been, have experienced it. But this is now two, you know, two practices in a row where someone from the Hawks has sort of mentioned, like, individuals focusing on individual things over team things. And I don't like that. Fortunately, it's not the guys that seem to matter for the future. Yeah, and and, and Luke, bef- um, before the game yesterday, talking about, you know, when this team gets healthy, as they get bodies back, you know, roster spots, lineup spots are going to be, uh, you know, kind of shifting and, and guys are going to come back that are going to, you know, be put in the lineup and guys are here that were taking those players' spots, you know, temporarily and, for guys to stay in the lineup, you know, it's not just about making highlight reel plays or point production or anything like that. It's it's about doing your job that they're asking you to do and, and playing within the system. And that's what's going to lead to those guys staying in the lineup and getting the minutes in the NHL. So, you know, you, you look today and, uh, you know, there's a, a, a name on the extras list, not in the rotation, I think there's, uh, you know, there's there's some things that we've seen this season from from different players that you're like, this player's getting it, this player's playing, doing what you're asking of them, you're doing what you're expecting from them, and that's and and they're getting rewarded for it. A guy like Philip Kurishev is playing the way he's been asked to play. He's playing the role he's been asked to play, and he's doing it very well. Um, other guys that have that have shuffled in and out of the lineup for whatever reason, you know. Point production on this team, it hasn't been great. It's not going to be there. This is not a team that's going to put up points. So it has to be the way that you're playing. And if you're not being effective within the system with how you're being asked to play, then you're not going to get the minutes. Yeah, and for those that missed it, the name you alluded to is Lucas Lucas Reichel, who looks like he will be a scratch tomorrow against Pittsburgh. Now, we'll hear from Luke in a little bit here, but when asked about it, he said, we don't know if he's scratched yet because we don't know what health things are. Mm-hmm. quite yet um but it certainly seems headed that way yeah um just to circle back real quick on the dickinson stuff you know that's what we heard from felino and what we heard from last night dickinson today those are the reasons why these guys are on for two more years yeah like those are guys that have never been superstars in this league yep. i mean nick felino's been a captain 
He's been a sought-after guy at a trade deadline. He's been, you know, the Bruins go out and get get him because they know what he can bring to a team that is going on a cup run. There's a reason, because they play the team game first. And that's kind of, as you alluded to, what, what Dickinson was saying. Like, when you play the team game correctly, the individual stats pile up. Yep. And that's why got, those guys are here. And I know, you know, we've heard a lot of this from both of these guys a lot this season. But, you know, it's not like it's it's not performance art. No. These guys care. Uh, and, and just to circle back before we got in the dick is that we were talking about Luke and picking his spots to be to be the, the, the you know, the rip into these guys instead of just doing it all the time. You know, there's a reason why guys like, John Tortorella have coached numerous teams, yeah. and Daryl Sutter, and hey, Gerard Gallant, not coaching anybody right now. These guys have had a lot of success, but it's always short-term success, right? Because after two years, teams are just like, I can't listen to this guy scream at me anymore. I'm done, and then they're gone. So I think Luke is 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 got the right approach where that obviously caught them off guard I think a little bit that he comes storming in the room after the first period because it's like all right I try and let you guys yeah run run the club here but screw it Uh, we're not doing that now you got to listen to me so good stuff and then we can get into the to the the Reichel stuff leading into the Luke uh thing you know Reichel was an extra yeah and I had a lot of people today on, on Twitter you know but he had an assist last night he did he also had zero shot attempts again. Yeah, that nothing. people keep saying, why is he getting scratched? Why is he playing down the lineup? Because he's giving them nothing offensively. Yes, he's playing very good defensively. He's playing much better defensively than I ever had expectations for. Mm-hmm. But to consistently have one or zero shot attempts, it's not good enough. Right. He's not going to go to Rockford. I don't think there's well, there's Phil asked uh, yeah. he can't really can't they they need him right uh, but it's just like they need him to be an offensive dynamic player which he was for two years in the AHL I know it's a different league but he was a point per game guy down there mm-hmm. this was a chance for him to be you know with no Connor Bedard this was his chance to jump up and say all right. I'm going to fill in. And I know there's not a lot with him to work with out there. But there wasn't a lot to work with for Connor Bedard, but he was putting up points. Yep. I mean, I know they're not the same player. Different, but still. But, like, great players can create on their own. And right now, he can't create for himself, let alone anybody else. That's that's the problem. Again, it'd be one thing if every night he was, you know, had two or three shots on goal, five or six shot attempts, and just wasn't converting. Fine. You can live with that. But it's zeros. It's... You look at his statue at the end of the game, and it's blank. You know, and yeah, nice assist last night. Took a puck along the boards, advanced it. Great. The Hawks scored at the other end. But yeah. other than that, offensively, he was a no-show. And, you know, you said he's been good defensively. I would say on his curve, yes. Good for him, but not overall good. He's been fine, adequate. Yeah. But it's not good enough, and they want more from him, and it's clear. We'll hear from Luke Richardson next. But we want to take our first break of the show and welcome one of our newer sponsors, CD One Price Cleaners. I am a customer. I like CD One Price Cleaners. There's one right there in Homewood next to Harold's. Convenient. Um, If you're a customer, they've got low prices. Customers can save over 30% on their dry cleaning bill by switching to CD One Price Cleaners. And here's the frustrating thing. You bring in a couple shirts to your normal cleaners, and it's like, oh, well, this is going to cost you 35 cents. This will cost you $2. And they nickel and dime you with every little service with CD One Price Cleaners. Guess how many prices they have? Is it one? It is one. Oh, no. Thus wow. the name, not just CD name. One Price Cleaners. <laughs> other cl- other cl- cleaners charge a different price for every type of garment, and then they have up charges. Like I said, at CD One Price Cleaners, they charge one low price for any garment. Yep, even sports jerseys, the same one low price. And often, especially dudes, we bring our shirts to the cleaners because it's short notice. I need this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone just died. Or someone's getting married, and I need this shirt clean because it was that at the bottom of my I've closet. I've known about for nine months. <laughs> Shit, yes, this weekend. <laughs> yeah. They will get your order ready at CD One Price Cleaners the same day. They'll send you a text when your order is ready for pickup. They offer dry cleaning, 
They'll wash and fold your laundry. That's nice. My daughter won't. Blankets and comforters, tailoring and alterations, leather cleaning, area rug cleaning. Visit chgo.cdone.com. There's also a link in our description. Once you're there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. Again, that's chgo.cd1.com. That's chgo.cdone.com. Check out the coupons offered there. And switch to CD1 price cleaners. You'll love it. I do. I use it all the time. You're going to love it. Do it. I promise. All right. Speaking of things that you can use all the time and love, have you checked out Prize Picks? Yes. The largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. There's not one bigger. Ooh. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, not San Jose sharks, but fantasy sharks. <laughs> you pick more than more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's you're not betting on the games. You're not betting over unders. You're not betting money lines. You're betting on the players themselves. And the cool thing about prize picks is you don't even have to stick to the same sport or games. You, If the Bulls and the Hawks are playing on the same day, you can bet DeMar DeRozan over a certain amount of points, Kobe White over or under a certain amount of three-point attempts, and then you can even bet on time on ice for yeah. Nick Foligno yeah. or hits yeah. or saves by a goalie. You can throw them all in the same bet, and the more numbers you hit, the more you win. If you hit a 6 Player bet you're going to win 25 times your original bet. It's just that easy. For example, this is what I uh, put together this afternoon for a bet tonight. Oh. DeMar DeRozan combined points, rebounds, and assists more than 30 and a half. Uh, Jake Gensel and Matthew Kachuk to combine for more than six shots on goal. And Mark Scheifele to win more than eight faceoffs. See? That is my bet tonight. And then uh, what is it? Well, do you win all three? It's fifth. Uh, I win all ten, three. Ten it is a, uh, is a seven times payout. There you go. It's pretty beautiful. Good. Just yeah. easy money. And it's just so simple. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one da- daily fantasy sports app. And what did that take you to make that bet? About 45 seconds? Yeah. Boom. In and out. You're not spending all day wondering what to do. It's easy. So go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO for first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use CHGO promo code daily fantasy sports made easy and a free $100. It's that easy. It's great stuff. I'm I'm a big fan. It's It's been a lot of fun. It's great value. It's a lot of fun. Different and fun. Love it. Uh, before we get to Luke, I want to remind everybody, after this show, if you're a diehard, jump into our Discord. I'm going to be doing a CHGO Blackhawks overtime. So I'll hang out there for 10, 15 minutes, take your questions, overtime. hang out in the Discord. So make sure you join us there as soon as the show ends. But we got Pete Blackburn going to join us here in a few minutes. So let's get to Luke Richardson right now. Uh, this is important to play. Uh, it was a meaningful practice today. Here's what the head coach had to say. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be available tomorrow. So, you know, obviously we had a, a battle practice today. So <laughs> just to double check and make sure that everything settles down with that. But uh, he looks like he's ready to go. Looks like Reichel was uh, probably going to be scratched. You know what? Uh, right now uh, he's probably uh, a maybe for tomorrow. We haven't made our decision yet. Uh, so we're going to see, you know, just making sure everybody's okay and health-wise uh, the way this year has gone. And uh, But, you know, he's uh, kind of – had a tough game we felt like that uh, you know I mean he didn't uh, uh, get much uh, going offensively uh, until the end I thought he made a nice play on the red zone but uh, you know just just like everybody we need more from him uh, offensively without giving it up defensively his, his confidence is probably very fragile is it a delicate situation for you to want to build his confidence back up but also realizing he, he needs to work his way back. Yeah, no, we've, uh, you know, we realize when players are, are down on themselves and we don't want to pile on, but it's the NHL. We have to somehow push them to get over that. And a lot of that's internally with the player. Like, you know, we can only do so much and show them so much video correction or, you know, good stuff to try and um, get them feeling good about their game. But 
I think, uh, you know, I mean, he's a guy, he's young, and uh, there's always growing pains with young guys, and he's not the biggest guy in the world, so it's, it's hard for him to figure out how he's fitting in and where he's going to fit in and how he's going to use his tools out there. So it's not, not, very, many, not very many players come in as young guys uh, and, and they're, you know, they're the top of their game right off the hop, so he's still finding it. And I think he had, he had it going at times last year, and we're just trying to help him and even show him some of those games from last year to try and get him back there. And he's not better served in Rockford. Uh, well, right now, uh, we you know we need him here. Like we we have a lot of injuries this year. That's probably forced the, the hand a little bit as well. But uh, we kind of thought he earned that right at the end of last year. But in the NHL, you got to earn it every day. So at this point, uh, if he's in out of the lineup, that's a tough spot. But you still have an opportunity to work at your game at a high level. And you know, you know, it was a pretty good practice today for for an example for him to do that. And I thought he showed well today in practice, which is a good sign. But uh, now he has to leapfrog that into a game. It's been more than a handful of games for Louis Crevier. You kind of have an assessment of his game? Yeah, he's a big guy, and he's uh, he makes some really good plays out there, and he's pretty calm. Uh, uses his reach and his size well, but you know, there's times where it's pretty fast for him. He's still getting used to, accustomed to that, and it's only his second year pro. So uh, that's some big steps going from junior to the American League to the NHL, and, and you know, less than two years type of thing. So. Um, you know, he's handled it well, he's, uh, he's composed, and that's a good sign. And uh, he takes a lot of information in well. And, uh, you know, he's just a big guy catching up to himself at this uh, speed. So, you know, I've seen some, a lot of good things, uh, which is promising. And there's things that are just uh, are fast for him right now and uh, that we have to get him up to speed, but that's reps. That's all it is. As, as a coach, you probably only get a couple of times a year where you can really lay into your team was last night one of them and how do you decide when to kind of pull that out that yeah you, you have to have patience but last night was definitely one of them I just thought uh, you know I, I I think I said last night I've been proud of this team's effort over the last month type of thing before the break and after but last night's unacceptable I thought uh, you know I thought we started out okay the first few shifts and then when we killed that penalty off I think we thought oh, okay it's one nothing and we didn't play our greatest it's just gonna happen uh, and we just didn't have that desire last night for whatever reason. I don't know if it just caught up to us and it was everybody, and except for Peter, I thought. So, you know, we, we got to uh, do a better job in all areas, and part of that is to find that internal desire and, uh, you know, drive to make it happen, and, and if it's not your night, then you simplify and you play the team system and, and you make sure that you get your job done, and then hopefully the other guys find their game, and and you're not a defensive liability and nothing goes in against you and then you, you hope that other guys on the team find their game and get it going. But uh, I thought we were all pretty much at the same level last night and it was not at the NHL level. Hawks now lead the league in points from rookies. Uh, and this is with the dart out for, for a month. Anything you take away from that? Uh, no, we, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I guess, surprising and not surprising because we haven't had a lot of goals lately, but, uh, you know, we, I guess, you know what I mean, like the, the ones that we have that they've got enough points and we have more probably rookies in the lineup this year because of the injuries at, at uh, games played, maybe that, that might be something to look at too. Um, but, you know, obviously Connor, a, a big jolt in that number, uh, even though he hasn't played in a while. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can add to it when, he, when those guys get back. There was a moment in the game Friday, they had end whistle mic'd up and he was like yelling at his stick just go in the net and is that kind of frustration like can you relate to that when a guy like him has had a lot of chances you know what I, I thought he actually he had a, a good game against the rangers and created and i think i think he's getting shots off the stick quicker and we've been working on that with him this year and um you know that that's going to lead to things he's got a good shot sometimes it just takes him a little long to load up he's that tall lanky body and get it off I think uh, that's working better for him now to getting shots on the net, but just like the rest of us, we're all dying for more goals right now. But um, I, I like how he's playing. He's playing feisty and he's skating, I think, stronger and making some plays. So, uh, you know, I mean, he can talk to a stick all he wants, I guess. But uh, right now, uh, I think just him keeping that perseverance in his mind and not just like anybody that we talk about, Reichel uh, getting uh, uh, down on his game. Uh, we can't, you can't let that get to you. You can be disappointed in what uh, uh, transformed the last game, but then you got to do something about it the next day in practice or to get ready for the next game to 
to add to your game, not not worry about what happened in the past. I think you got to learn from what happened in the past, make some adjustments, and move forward and be better. How do you keep the rookies from being burned out by losing another good opportunity? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, I mean, to, but I, I think the veteran guys have done a great job in the room, and, and we try and come in with a positive attitude as we believe of what, show them what we saw that we liked in the game from the previous game and what we can work on and give them a direction where we can work on it to, to get to that next step. And I think everybody's been engaged and that's good. That's a good sign from the leadership in the group that keeps them, everybody engaged and listening and uh, not glossing over in the eyes, watching the same thing over every day. I think we're trying to give them something constructive. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, unfortunately last game that, that, uh, that just brings everybody down. And I think that's the time to drop the hammer. That's the one time. And, uh, get their attention, and you know, we were all, almost thinking of having a day off today, and so the, you know, that wasn't me taking that away from them. That was our effort as a team that took that away last night. So, uh, you know, we're not trying to be like martyrs and make it miserable for them, but we're, we just got to make sure that they get the message that that can't happen. We, we were not that team. We've worked hard over the last month to kind of gain that reputation that we're going to start games quicker. Uh, we're going to be in their face. We're going to play all game, and with any luck, we would have had a few more goals and a few more wins. We got to stick to that motto. We can't um, think that it's going to change. With, and uh, with a, an effort level like last night, I don't think it's ever going to change. So, we. I thought I liked our response today. The guys responded well. Nobody was grumbly and complaining. They just did their uh, job. They were executed and practiced pretty well. And we want to make sure we just take that into tomorrow's game. All right, that is uh, Luke Richardson and the empty mini fridge that always <laughs> loves to fire up while Luke is speaking. Always a good time. All right, we got Pete Blackburn standing by. Uh, with him there, we want to remind him that it's getting easier for businesses to Listen switch up, to electric Pete. vehicles, and that's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, Pete, the electric grid is evolving to meet your well, cleaner energy needs. That's who I'm talking to. Oh, what? right. Get over yourself. Yes, comma, Pete. Comma. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all, including you, Jay, move with Ooh. confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners like Pete do? Well, Pete and all the other business owners we know should go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. It's good for business. It's good for the planet. It's good for all of us, except you, Jay. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. So everyone else, aside from me, should go to ComEd.com slash clean? Yes. I'm go now anyway. and Screw see you. how going electric connects all of us. We'll let you in on this one, Jay, to a better way of doing business <laughs> and a better future for generations to come. Yeah, you can, you can join us in the electric tomorrow, Jay. Nice. And uh, if you're looking for tickets to your next uh, sporting event or concert or theater show, do it through our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to that next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all of those events uh, and more nearest to you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. Uh, you got the dues from your seats and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Now, if you've uh, been a loyal listener of us uh, and you've heard about Game Time before, you've heard me talk about Game Time and their best price guarantee in that you know, if you find a, a, a price on a ticket at a different ticket site and it's better than what Game Time offers, you can bring it to them. They're going to match it. I've been told that Game Time, with their best price guarantee, means if you find a ticket in the same section, same row, same ticket on a different site and bring it to Game Time, they will credit you 110% of the wow. difference. So how about that? That's even better than getting a price match. You're getting, you're getting yourself credited uh, the difference there through game time. That's how much they care about making sure that you get the best price possible. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, use the code CHGO, and you're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account. Uh, redeem the code CHGO, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. 
All right, let's go out to the uh, guest line and bring in our buddy Pete Blackburn from the What Chaos Podcast. He's live in Chicago, but not here. What's up, Pete? How's it going? Yeah, Mr. Big Time. What's going on? I'm right down the street. It feels like a wasted opportunity, but I got a job to do here, so I can't be there. I'm sorry. Did you? I know last yesterday you were undecided whether or not you're going to the Hawks Canucks game. Did you end up going? I did not. I've I've decided that I've had enough of watching this Blackhawks team without Connor Bedard on the ice, so I'm opting out of any opportunity in which I can see them. I think that's a good decision. Six shots through like the first 30 minutes yesterday. I feel like I didn't miss much. Yeah, but they were good shots, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thatcher Demko, give them the Vesna right now. They were challenging, but at least you get that option to skip the game. We don't we don't have that luxury. I know. I'm I'm a little disappointed that I'm I'm missing like the Bedard return by a week, but uh, presumably. But you know, I I've had enough of of seeing that team. I'm sure you guys have as well. You are not alone in that department. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's certainly understandable. So let's let's not talk about the Blackhawks. Please, there's a, a lot of around the league stuff, and I know uh, you and DJ have been having a good time with the uh, Ridley Greg Greg and Morgan Riley. Uh, situation uh, that went on this weekend. And I was sort of like, ah, how do I feel like this? And I think your take on this really like summed it up well. It's you thought it was cool that he that he took the slap shot. You thought it was cool that Morgan Riley responded. It's all entertaining. It's all good for the conversation. You know what, Pete? I'm with you, man. I think you're right. I think the way that uh, Riley did it was a little too violent. But... When 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 Greg Grieg did that, he knew something was coming. He had to. Yeah, I think that's the, pretty much the way that I I would sum it up. You know, it's great. It's, first of all, it's great that nobody got hurt because that takes the fun out of all of this. And you know, the the cross check in the mouth, obviously not the most appropriate response, but I still stand by the fact it's better than no response, especially because we are talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that has has had a reputation for having no spine, no response, uh, a lack of, of at least outwardly caring about the negative results attached to that team. So like the Morgan Riley response, I liked. And I, I think the entire thing is great theater. I've always said that, you know, hate has a place in sports and I love it. It creates chaos. It creates entertainment. It sets the stage. And the more hate there is in sports, especially hockey, where you can literally punch people in the face with minimal repercussions, there is definitely a place for hate in hockey. Would I have liked to see Morgan Riley and Ridley Greg, uh, Greg, apologies, uh, fight <laughs> as a result of that? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can say that it's Bush League by Greg. I think it's very rock star that he did that. But I also think if you're going to pull that move, you have to expect to get jumped and you have to expect to have to answer for it. So that was maybe the one thing I would say uh, about Greg and his lack of expectation in terms of response. You got to know that that's coming. Yeah, the only downside is I believe that's the last time the Senators and Maple Leafs play each other this season. Yeah. Well, unless they play each other in the playoffs. So it's the last time they play each other in the <laughs> season. And uh, But the league is lacking those heated rivalries. So if we can get that Maple Leafs-Senators battle of Ottawa brewing and get that hatred going, it's good for everybody. The, the league just doesn't have those like hated rivalries much anymore. It's just not mm -hmm. out there. Um, but then last night, the Maple Leafs, Go out, take care of business against the Blues. No Morgan Riley. He's suspended. John Tavares, Mitch Marner out with illness. So this is just proving what everybody's been saying, that they just got to break up this core because they can't. They do better when they're not out there. Is Right? Am I, I'm not wrong in that take. I, I, I would love to throw fuel on that fire, but I'm going to leave that for you, buddy. You can, you can deal with the responses from Leafs fans. I think, like, on a serious note, like, the big, the big thing is, like, this is a – big five game sample for them. And you know, the illnesses aside, you, that's obviously not going to be extended, but like for a, when Morgan Riley comes out and has that response and does say, you know, I'm pissed. I care. Uh, I'm going to take myself out of the lineup just for the sake of, you know, sending a message. The onus then falls on the rest of the team that is still playing over this next five game sample to, to pick his, pick his absence up and make it not a negative for this team and to respond and play well and say that lit a fire under our ass. We'll, we're going to go out here. We're going to take that as a positive message sent by Morgan Riley. 
and pick up his absence and win some games and turn things around a little bit because I think that's absolutely what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a team that is fighting for uh, their playoff lives, so they're going to have to do it now without uh, arguably, well, not arguably, it's without their best defenseman uh, for, you know, four more games now that he's been uh, he's been suspended. But, you know, we, we saw a team last night in Vancouver here. They're at the top of the... Uh, they're at the top of the league. Um, it was very evident. It was first place versus 32nd place uh, in, in last night's contest. They've made the trade to get Elias Lindholm. So that was a good, that was a good move. That has worked out so far. He's been, he's been fitting in well. Yep. And now, last night, we got uh, some word that another player could be added to the Vancouver Canucks Future organization uh, as it was reported that Phil Kessel would be going to Abbotsford to start working out with uh, the organization and as much sadness as it brought this crew, um, as you see here on your screen via is that sports me? net, that oh. is, uh, that is Phil Kessel <laughs> on the ice sorry. at Abbotsford. <laughs> Pete, what do you think this, uh, this means for not only the Canucks, a team at the top of the, the league standings, but for the NHL to get such a, an icon back on the ice? I don't really care what it means for the Canucks. Like I care uh, what it means for me as an NHL fan. The NHL is better with Phil Kessel in the mix. And I'm so glad that uh, it seems like that's on the horizon. And I'm also very glad that he's going to be going to a team where they're worth paying attention to. Right. It, it would be kind of sad if Phil Kessel ended up on a team like, I don't know, like the senators or the blue jackets or something like that. Chicago. Maybe yeah, he gets more Chicago, run or whatever. Fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's a great example. Is well, honestly, like it wouldn't be sad if he went to Chicago because, like, he's a better option than a lot of the the guys that that the Blackhawks are trotting out there, and it would make them worth watching and being invested in. I'd watch Phil Kessel play beside Connor Bedard, absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I think that it's good that he's heading to a team that's in position to contend. Um, I, I think that it's it's going to be there is probably a spot for him in that bottom six, uh, on that, on that bottom line. Um, you know, I, Phil Kessel wins Stanley cups, whether or not he's in the lineup or not. So I, I think it's a good opportunity. Um, would I prefer a team in the United States? Sure. I, I think that that's my take there. I want Phil Kessel to stay, uh, below the border, but I'm, I'm glad that he's in the league. He's an American hero. That's for sure. He really is. And it guarantees that the Canucks are going to win. It, it might. It just might. No, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, we, uh, watching them last my, night. My, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pete. My bad. I was, I was, I've been saying this about the Canucks for a couple weeks at this point. I'm not buying stock in the Canucks. I think they're a great team. I think that they've, they're not a fluky good team. But I want to see what they look like in the playoffs because it is a different game from the regular season to the playoffs. And if you look at the recent trends – a lot of the Stanley Cup champions over the past handful of years have had to get embarrassed and have had to flame out in the playoffs in order to learn their lesson about playoff hockey and then make adjustments in seasons following that. And I don't know if the Vancouver Canucks have been taught that lesson yet. I don't know if they're prepared for what's coming in the playoffs. They're a great team, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of got punched in the mouth and didn't know how to respond once the postseason started. Well, the uh, to your point, if the playoffs started today, they'd be playing the reigning Stanley Cup champ Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. If they get by them, it's likely the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, but very tough. On the give me seven games of Edmonton Vancouver. That oh, would man. be a yeah. fun oh, sure. series. Where Even one, Vegas, oh yeah. Like, yeah, both of those are going to be great series. I want the 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 Canucks Oilers because you know two just long suffering, you know dreadful fan bases. One of them, <laughs> their misery is going to continue, and another one is going to get one step closer, only to get their hearts ripped out from them the next round. So everybody wins. I would love an, a, another Bruins Canucks Stanley Cup final. That would set the world on fire. Well, of course you would. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch course. a second of that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? You've got to be kidding me. You would definitely watch some of that. Phil Only because Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel there. versus the Bruins. Phil Kessel That's beating the Bruins. Line. Now that now I would watch that. 
Yeah, because Phil Kessel has such a good track record of beating the Bruins in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> He's due. Um, I was going to say, I, like, watching them last night, and, and I mentioned this on the postgame show last night. I'm sure you watched, Pete. Thanks. Um, I thought that Kale McCarr was going to be a shoe-in for the Norris for the next 10 years. And then Quinn Hughes comes around and is just awesome. He is so damn good. What, 54 assists or 57 assists? Whatever it might be. Just putting up massive numbers. And, you know, when you look at Vancouver, I'm kind of with you where great regular season team, they're deep, they're good, they're star players at defenseman, which is fine. Do you think they, I don't know, wait, can they add? Like, Lindholm still to me is not like an elite, elite top forward. I don't know. Do they need more up front? Or is it more of an experience thing in your mind? I don't know. I, I, when you talk about Lindholm, I think he's the kind of guy that does really move the needle in the postseason because he'll, he'll be able to give you the matchups that you want. Like if they play him down the middle and they match him up against the other team's top talent, top line, if you can neutralize another team's top talent, that's like one of the most valuable things that you can do in the playoffs. And so and over the course of a, of a seven game series, if you're making those coaching adjustments and, and, and getting those matchups, it's huge. So that's why I really like the ad of him, regardless of whether he's seen offensive regression or not. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, I just kind of took took your question and, and made it my own. Well, let's see your question again. No, just, I, 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 when you look at a lot of the champ, like cup champs, they've all got that superstar scoring forward. Like we have Patrick Kane forever and you know it, it, Kucherov, Samkos, it goes on and on. I, I, is that guy on Vancouver? Those guys put up huge numbers. But are there guys that you that- look at as like difference-making, game-changing, unstoppable scorers? I mean, who was that guy on Vegas last year? Like, they didn't have true. a true superstar scorer. I mean, they had guys who got hot, and, you know, Marcia is a big goal merchant, and he always scores big goals in the biggest moments when you need them. Um, but they, I don't think they had, like, a true superstar scorer. I think for me, like, the, the success formula for the playoffs is depth, it's goaltending, and it's a, a really, really valuable third line that can neutralize the, uh, the other team's top talent. Like, I think the biggest thing that you can have as a playoff team is a third line that gets you the matchups that you want. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about covering this sport is you get, you know, the fun stats every once in a while. And last night, we're talking about teams like the Canucks and the Oilers that are going in the right direction, but the Kings are going in the exact opposite direction. They fire their coach, but doesn't seem to be doing much. They lose 7 nothing to the Buffalo Sabres last night. And this stat came out, Anze Kopitar was a minus 6, which is the worst plus-minus in a game for a former Selkie Trophy winner ever. How amazing is that stat? <laughs> that is, that's incredible. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Uh, I love Andre Kopitar, but man, talk about a rough night. And having it come against the Buffalo Sabres of, of all teams is a wild sequence of events. Obviously, it's been a tough month for the Kings, tough month plus. Uh, just when it looked like they were perhaps galvanized, you get absolutely smoked by the Buffalo Sabres and uh, minus six. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. The, what's the opposite? Do we know what the opposite of galvanize is? Is there a word? Do we have a term for that? Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's, that was when you presented that to me last night, that was incredible uh, that that is the worst that a former Selkie uh, trophy winner had done and then the minus six uh, ties into a plus six which is what Connor McDavid was last night with six assists uh, in the game for the for the Oilers in the win over the the Red Wings um, I think he eclipsed 600 assists yeah, in his career assists, in that yeah. game and what was the, the 2015 uh, draft there was we, we saw a stat uh, out of all the players in the 2015 draft class if Connor McDavid had yet to score an NHL goal, he'd still be second on that list with 603 points. Only Mitch Marner's 611 points are more than Connor <laughs> McDavid's assists from that draft class. It's insane. That's that is pretty insane. And uh, DJ made the point on the show this morning that like every time Connor McDavid hits a like a benchmark or a stat milestone, 
there is some surprise that he just like hadn't gotten there yet. Like <laughs> if you had told me a month ago that that Connor McDavid was approaching 700 career assists, I'd be like, yeah, that's about checks out. I <laughs> I feel like he's had 700 assists for the past three seasons alone. So you know he, he's that good of a player where you know when he hits a milestone, you're like, damn, can't believe he hasn't gotten there yet. And that's not like a derogatory thing, obviously. It's just kind of it reminds you of how young he actually is yeah. and just like how long he's been dominant in the NHL and probably like how much longer he's going to be dominant in the NHL. Yeah. Like he, he is still in his like prime age of, of playing in the NHL and he's, and he's been a dominant player ever since he stepped foot on the ice. Like it's, it's incredible to, uh, uh, to experience that. And, and hopefully that's something we can experience in Chicago here pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, That'd be nice. Um, and we got 10 more years to really talk about what the end game for Connor McDavid will be, but, I mean, I grew up thinking that no one will ever surpass Gretzky and there's no conversation that will ever happen and he will always be the greatest of all time and statistically or just however you want to measure it. But McDavid, I think, is already in the conversation for greatest of all time and, and that's something that I never thought would would happen. And of course, for a lot of people that kind of come around to that, he's going to need a cup or two or three or whatever. But in terms of individual talent, I've never seen better than, than Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean, I think it's two separate discussions, right? It's it's individual talent and, like, athleticism and all that and what you see on the ice on every given, given night. And then if you're going to talk about, like, greatest of all time or, you know, um, you, know you want to talk about, like, the legacy factor, you obviously, like, the winning has to be there in order to be considered, I think, like, the, the most – like, you have to be the most accomplished to be the GOAT. And that's it's kind of like the, the Brady-Mahomes debate that's been – had this week where it's like you know i think there's a chance that mahomes is more talented than brady ever was but i'm not ready to have the goat debate just because like the reason why brady was so special is because he was extremely talented and sustained for an unfathomable amount of time and basically had two separate championship windows in which he won several super bowls and is it impressive that Patrick Mahomes has three at this stage of his career. Absolutely. He's on the track to have that, you know, to be in that goat discussion when his career is done. And it's impressive that we're, we're even discussing it right now and what might be like the first third or like the first half of his career, like the first act of his career. Um, so, you know, in order for Connor McDavid to end up in both discussions as the best and most talented player, versus also like the goat he has to start winning pretty soon i think yeah yeah and i i think when it's all said and done with mcdavid it's going to be hard to really compare team accomplishments between him and gretz because it was just such the errors were so different like yeah. the oilers were just clowning teams like the, the the level of competition from top to bottom because of the salary cap is different these days it's hard to win multiple championships it's hard to win one championship but um you know i guess he's just got to go out and get his own paul coffee and mark messi and yari curry <laughs> sure and yeah. keep them together for eight years in a row and we'll see what happens well speaking of mahomes pete this is the first time we have the chance to talk to uh either you or dj since the super bowl how was that experience i saw you guys were asking some great hockey questions to some very oblivious football players I mean, I can't blame him for being oblivious. So who would expect that? <laughs> the hockey-coded questions at the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was my first Super Bowl. It wasn't DJ's. So he used to cover, like, Boston sports as a, as a whole. So he had plenty of Patriots Super Bowls to attend. Um, it, it was awesome. Like, the, the spectacle of it all was, was great. And, you know, being in Vegas, that was just, I would assume, amplified. And, um, like, I love Vegas. It is like, I'm, I, we, I only went out once, so it's not like I partied the entire time. But the great thing about Vegas is, like, you, you can make it what you want. And I still had a great time. And, you know, in terms of the way that it was organized, uh, no complaints, really. Um, you know, my only complaint was, like, the weather kind of stunk, but I wasn't even outside at all. So who cares? <laughs> I wonder if they'd ever consider just changing the Super Bowl to Vegas permanently. Because it makes all the sense in the world. They've got all the space they need. Obviously, millions of hotels. Yeah, uh, I like that it's a grass field there. 
mm-hmm. instead of the field turf that's seemingly starting to injure a bunch of guys. You've got the sphere there. There's just so many reasons to just make Vegas a permanent home of the Super Bowl. I wonder if they'd ever consider that because last time the Bears were in it, the game was in Miami, and it poured rain the whole time, so you had that factoring in, and it's just the only you eliminate the elements. The only What's reason that you couldn't do that is now because they have an NFL team. Like, it would be considered uh, yeah. unfair. Like, if the Raiders were to ever make the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. It'd be home well, field. The Buccaneers played at home, didn't they not? Yeah, yeah but that's, like, Rams, by, Rams that's by chance. Like, if you made mm-hmm. it the permanent home of the Super Bowl, anytime the Raiders made the Super Bowl, they'd be at home. Yeah, but okay, it's the Raiders. Sure. Right. So we have to. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> have you seen the Raiders recently, Pete? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We have to worry about that once every 63 years. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to let you go, Pete. Anything uh, people should know about what chaos this week? I know you talked to Aiden Hill yesterday. That was great. Um, I know uh, you had Gene Principe on. Uh, I don't know. That, that was last week, I believe. Yeah. But that was great. Anything coming up you want to let the people know about? Uh, a lot of chit-chat, a lot of grab-ass. Uh, we'll sure do – we'll sprinkle in some hockey in there, I'm sure. But, yeah, we have nothing, like, huge in terms of guests lined up. Um, but – that could always change in the next couple of days. So stay tuned. All right. Pete, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having right. me. Thanks, Pete. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pete Blackburn from the Wet Chaos Show. Make sure you follow that show on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app as well. Uh, Honestly, like if you like the way we do the show here for the Hawks, what chaos is similar? It's a similar vibe nationally. Yeah. NHL coverage, great interviews with players where you see the players' personalities. It's not so serious all the time. Yeah, they crank up the grab ass. There's a lot of grab ass on there. It's yeah. a lot of fun. I love the show. I look forward to it all the time. So go to your favorite podcast app or YouTube and look up What Chaos and uh, follow Pete and DJ and their show at What Chaos Show on Twitter. It's yeah. great stuff. Good stuff. I look forward to it uh, four times a week. Yeah, yeah. I love talking with those guys, too. Like, it's their their approach to talking about the sport is different than a lot of other people, so it's fun to just kind of get their yeah. perspectives and, and all that. Yeah, it's nice to go from, you know, the the media room at, the, at Fifth Third with, you know, the, the, the beat guys yeah. and girls, and then you come talk to these guys who are just like, yeah, that's, you know, you get a different perspective on things, a little more fun. Uh, not so serious look at a very serious sport. Well, and it's also a sport that struggles to get the personality of the athletes out there, and they go out they of their way great. to make it about the athletes. They do a great job of doing that. Yeah. They do a great job, better than anybody, honestly. So make sure you follow them. Uh, what chaos? Pete Blackburn, DJ Bean, and I, I meant to mention them. Sean, their producer, mm-hmm. when they went to the Oilers, uh, was it Golden? Yeah, yeah Oilers Golden Knights game. Yeah. He just started shouting Michigan when Bedard, when uh, McDavid was behind the net. <laughs> I'm with you, Sean. I do it anytime any player just is behind the net all the time. You do. It's like Jared Snorty, Michigan. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> when I don't try it. Every time. It's Greg not, loves it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> he also loves when I say goal is a puck rolls harmlessly to the goaltender. Yeah. Well. Every <laughs> freaking time. Well, the, one hey, time I, the one time it happens, then that's right. it's going to be a problem. Uh, and right. I won't say like Maybe. I won't say the word you usually say when a guy doesn't do the Michigan. No, it's not coward. coward. No, it's, it's not coward. coward. It's just, coward. It, is a, it is coward adjacent. Uh, adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Well, it, ha- it happened the one time we were, we were here and, and Bedard pulled it off. So, but he know. didn't say it then. He did too yeah, fast. He did. He did too fast. But didn't you say it? And then he did it? And no, I, I remember you like said like Michigan and then... 
And then he did it, yeah, and I remember yeah, so looking up and being like, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, he called it. The Babe Ruth. Ah, well, I did whatever. that. That was me. I made it happen. You're welcome. Yeah, and then Foco made a bobblehead out of it in That's your right. honor. Coming soon. Um, speaking of Bedard, a little more, still in the green practice jersey today, but a little more involved with some drills that could potentially become physical. They were doing like a five-on-two drill, so they'd have like three forwards and two defensemen against two defensemen. Is more of a getting into the zone, distributing the puck sort of a thing. Oh, okay. um, and he was involved in that. And there was some motion and some contact and stuff. So he's close. Okay. I am, again, going to reiterate, I think he's back a week from today. Yeah. That's Probably. my guess. Yeah. That would be uh, the 21st. I think that's a good guess. Against the Flyers? Is that the Flyers game? I think uh, that's I have the, to look the schedule. Game. That is the day uh, after we talk with Nick Felino yes. here in studio. Yes. Uh, and. Um, it is the Flyers. You're correct. There you go. There was Joe Brand, our, our buddy Joe Brand of WGN. We were uh, giggling during practice because they were doing a two-on-O drill mm-hmm. where, you know, it was like quick pass and the neutral zone, get in, shoot. And, like, it, so it's basically just no defenseman, just you and the goalie. Yeah, shoot, get a rebound. And it took, like, 11 chances for those guys to actually score. We were like, they still can't score. Colin Blackwell finally did it. Uh, on like the eleventh attempt, so we were uh, laughing. Is it because they just kept well, passing instead of shooting? No, they actually okay. shot. <laughs> <laughs> they actually <laughs> well, they also were doing tip drills with the defenseman shooting from the blue line and the forward tipping it into the net. And I was like, "This is like I'm glad they're working on this. This is an important skill to to you know keep in your repertoire." But to do this in a game, the defenseman actually has to shoot the puck, oh, and they're not doing that. Seth, like Seth was trying. So yeah, um, practice is always. Uh, you see them do things, and you're like, okay, just carry that over yeah. into the game. But it's a, it's a little different when you have an opposing team that, you know, pretty much knows what you're going to do before you do it, and you can't do anything about it. They're better than you, and they know That's it. true. They, they, they are the MJFs of the, uh, of the league. That's right. We got Global one gym. more week, yeah. and things will be a little bit better. Yes. It'll look different and hopefully feel different. Yeah. It, will, yeah. it will definitely feel different. It will definitely... Be a little more exciting to watch. There'll be more excitement in the arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then hopefully soon after that, we get Anthony Beauvillier and Andres Anthony. See you back again. Nice. These and then you are, have an NHL-looking roster. Yes, these guys aren't <laughs> saving the season. Uh, Anthony C. and Beauvillier aren't saving the season. We season know save, really. <laughs> we know they're replacement level players, maybe uh, slightly above for Beauvillier, but they are guys that are NHL players. That yeah. can do NHL things, mm-hmm. and the Blackhawks need more of that. And wanted to mention two things. One, uh, Luke Philp cleared waivers yes. today. Looks like he's going to Rockford. He had blown out his Achilles before the season, so that's uh, some good news for the Ice Hogs. A guy that was, I think, uh, I just wrote the stat down for Rebuild Report, uh, 53 points in 60 games for the Ice Hogs Yeah, he was a year. big producer last so year. So they could so. use that. That'll be good. Uh, Rem Remington Pitlick, Pitlick uh, joined his cousin on waivers. Uh, Tyler Pitlick cleared today. Rem Pitlick today for right. the Blackhawks is on waivers. So Rem Pitlick and Luke Philp will be on the power play for the Ice Hogs this weekend. Sure, that's good for the and Ice Hogs. They can Hogs. use it. Yeah, they're on a uh, they've they, they're on a they've, heater. They've turned a seven game losing streak into a five game point. You're streak. welcome. It's a CH Joe bump. <laughs> that's true. That's true. CH Joe bump. And happy birthday to uh, Blackhawks MVP this season, Peter Morazic. Yes. I thought it was DJ New helmet Oreo's today, by the way. Yeah, wow. Did you yeah, notice yeah. that? Was yeah. it? I think he's got a new helmet. He had like a chrome reflective Blackhawks helmet that he was wearing in practice. Trying to distract the shooters. It looks sweet. I didn't get a good look at that's it cool. uh, after practice. I tried to take a peek over at his booth, but uh, that's when Jason Dickinson started talking. Um, mm. But something to keep an eye on. He looks like he's chrome breaking. Now you get helmet. that new paper. And you get that, you know, you get the de- you're here for two more years, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, all right, I'm gonna invest in a really badass helmet. It yeah, looks like yeah. he did. So nice. Um, yeah, keep an eye on that. All right, the show's over, but in a few minutes, if you're a diehard, I'm gonna jump over to the Discord page on the Discord app for diehards only. It's a diehard exclusive. Answer some questions for 15, 20 minutes. So if you have anything that we haven't gotten to on the show or anything that's been on your mind that hasn't been show specific, uh, come join the fun. Ask some questions. Just hang out with us. Hang out with me, rather, and uh, we'll have some fun in the Discord, and so jump over to that. Speaking about Discord, yeah, uh, keep your eyes open for the diehards. We got some stuff to give away to our a diehard uh, 
if speaking of the ice hogs, uh, yeah. we're going to have uh, an ice hogs giveaway in the members only diehards only discord. Yeah. So if you haven't become a diehard yet, uh, do it, do it now. Take advantage of all the perks that come with it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it pays to be a diehard. Yep. All sorts of great stuff from that. Not only do you get a free hat or shirt upon sign up, you get access to all of our great written content, like the rebuild report coming today. Came uh, today? Tomorrow. Let's coming say tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Blackhawks beat also out tomorrow. Uh, and you've got 20% of all of our merch and our events. It totally pays for itself. Go to allchgo.com to become a diehard. Then you get access to that Discord. And boom, you can come and join us for CHGO Blackhawks Overtime in a few minutes. So we'll talk to you tomorrow post game. Should be a lot of fun. No Nick Felino, but the three of us will be reunited again. So make sure you're there with us. In the meantime, smash that like button on your way out. And if you're a diehard, get ready to join us in the Discord in a few minutes. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, which is powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Talk to you tomorrow after the Hawks game. Bye.